0: I tell you what you get with pacers running right now. they'll have you your comfortable shoes right there before that Giants game you'll be you'll be you know on walking on air at the Giants game because they're gonna put you in the right ones. Pacers running for every run they've got you taken care of all right. the team is seven five and one. How did that measure up with your expectations, Trev?
1: All right on paper. Beginning of the season, I thought we'd be somewhere like this, you know, a, a winning record around this time, you know, because just based off paper. And then we get to one and four, and that's five weeks into the season. Still early because it's, what, 17, 18 games, but by that time, you kind of know what your team is made of, of looking to maybe improve it, make some trades, release some people, signs some free agents, you know. hmm like one and four, I was like, oh, oh, we ain't we ain't going anywhere. Seven and nine, six and ten, eight and nine, or whatever, you know. Something crazy like that. We're not making playoffs. We'll play the spoiler role. Then we win a, a game here, two and four. Okay. Three and four. Okay. And then four and four. All right. Five hundred. Ah, four and five. Yep. Same old, same old commander, same old mm-hmm. skin, same old Washington. And then what do you know? We run off another winning streak, and then we tie. So to go back to week one, it's matching my expectations from week one, where we yeah. are. Maybe not the tie. Maybe, you know, eight and four instead of seven, five and one or something like that or whatever the record would be instead of the tie. But it's back to week one expectations differ from where we were from one and four.
0: I think you were the most bullish out of all three of us, and I yeah, think I said twelve 20
1: to, to yeah twelve, right? Twelve. We get
0: to 11, 5, and one. Yeah, still still can potentially get <laughs> close to that. Um, how about you, Stoner? Where do they match up with your expectations?
2: Yeah, not not to uh, you know pat myself on the back too much here, but even when we were one and four, I was on here, I was on here telling you guys, I said this team just has too much talent to be sitting here at one and four. And that they should be a whole lot better. And although they haven't necessarily taken off offensively with the way I think they should, because of the talent that they have, all the weapons they have, I this is what kind of what I expected as well. I expected a, a nine and eight type team, maybe a ten and seven, and that's probably, probably about where they're gonna be. So I, I mean, I think that's just pretty much the expectations at the beginning of the year, like Trev said. I'm sure it dropped for a lot of people at one and four. But at the beginning of the year, yeah, they we all thought that they were going to be about this team. And But I will say this. I will say this. They are over, uh, over overachieving. Uh, overachieving is not the right word. They are doing well defensively, but a lot of that is because of who they're playing. It's just like in 2020 when they were playing all of those bad quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and they were feasting and they were a top five defense. Mm -hmm. Sure. The defense is very good. Okay. But they're not, they're not great as a unit because they don't have the corners uh, to be able to do what they need to do to be a great defense. So I think they're just, they're getting by by playing the likes of Daniel Jones and Sam Ellinger and Davis Mills, all those things that we talked about at the beginning of the year. That's why they're at their, that's why they are where they are, with the offense barely scoring twenty points a week, mm-hmm. is because the defense is being allowed to feast on those terrible quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Long answer uh, uh, of what I think they are exactly where we thought they were going to be.
0: You know, it's interesting he didn't want to pat himself on the back there, Trev. But he's but ignoring that he uh, he was ignoring that he wasn't alone in that take.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. No, I am definitely ignoring that. <laughs>
1: So he was patting yeah. himself on the back as well. Oh, he absolutely. Yeah. That's was all I care about is
0: my opinion. Yeah. Now, it's, it's funny you you talk about that. You know, one of the things I said at the beginning of the season was, was "This team is going to perform well, but a uh, record-wise, but they were going to be paper tigers, right? Yeah. the The teams that they were going to lose to were going to be the good teams, and the teams they're going to win against were going to mm. be the bad teams. Yeah. Now that's Not really, necessarily how it's shaken out because they did lose the Lions, so the Lions are coming on strong here in the the, these last few weeks. Not necessarily a bad bad team, Uh, but I mean they did lose to the Vikings, the Titans, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, all with winning records. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So you know that's about where I think that I expected them to be with it. Now I think there were some of these games where I didn't I didn't have them losing to the Lions, Mm -mm. uh, right? But uh, but you
2: didn't have them having beaten the Eagles.
0: I I did have them, going them one on one with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had I not had split with the Eagles. Um, you didn't have I, them
2: beating the Packers.
0: Didn't have Probably them beating not, the yeah. Packers. Did I. I didn't yeah. have them beating the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so you know they are kind of right there in the mix of where I thought I I had them you know nearing the ten games. I think I was closer to nine, but mm-hmm. I was willing to give them that extra boost. So they are right about where I expected them win total. With you, Stoner though, I'm right. I, I don't understand where that offense from those first two games went.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot. I of know it where
1: it went. Went with Taylor Hankey's arm. No, it's on the bench, just waiting to come back in. That's where the <laughs> yeah. offense.
2: Went. Well, what about the other four games when he was in there?
1: Yeah, when the
0: like seventeen points a game. Maybe one game.
1: Yeah, we won. We won. We beat the what Bears to seven. We won.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Scored 12 points with the, hey, with that offense.
1: And one was ball. on the
2: muffed punt uh, that you only had like 20 yards to get your only touchdown of the game.
1: If it wasn't for Carson Wentz's inability to move the ball downfield that, that drive and we punted it, we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't have had a muffed <laughs> yeah. punt. So hey,
2: You're fair. Fair enough. But yeah, the, the <laughs> offense is just not performing the way they should be. No, we have all, all the
1: weaponry to do it. And it's just, we just can't get it done. It's so frustrating.
2: Yeah, it is frustrating. But where were you, Nathan, at one and four?
0: At one were and four, you, I agreed with. I, no, I agreed with you. I said, I think this team is still very much capable of winning nine games. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I was saying they've got to prove it. I was definitely picking against them during those games because it's yeah. like, hey, until they can prove to me that they've turned it around. But we, even Trev, agreed that we were going to get this midseason run that Ron Rivera is known for. Uh, now whether or not they were going to be able to keep that up was another matter. And this time they did, they didn't just string together one season, mid season run. They put together just a good season. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say, I, and I mean, there's still four games left here, but I'm willing to say this was a good season so far. Certainly things to, to work on that offense is, we got to figure something out. Like you said, you got Curtis Samuel, you got Terry McLaurin. You got Jahan Dotson. You got Brian Robinson and, and, and Antonio Gibson. The tight end room, I think, needs some work. I think we were a little bit overhyped on Cole Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armani Rogers came out of nowhere and I think performed adequately. Logan Thomas is definitely going to be – he's north of 30. He's going to be coming back from injury. He's not not great, mm-hmm. but he's serviceable. You use your uh, word.
2: Use your, your phrase.
0: Decidedly mediocre.
2: I agree with you. I was not agreeing with you two years ago, but yes, I agree with you.
0: And and so and then Bates is uh, a great blocking tight end. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. who can catch a pass here and there. Yeah. So it's uh, this offense, though. If if they can get a line together that can pass block, and as Mm -hmm. Roger Smith called out with Scott Turner, not. Get past happy just because you have a cannon back there and Carson Wentz. I think that this offense could potentially turn around can and be we, more productive.
1: Can we get a quarterback that will start and, daggone well, finish the season? Please, I'm tired mm. of Taylor Heineke stepping in and making his show. Mm. We had we thought we were gonna be a ten win team with Ryan Fitzpatrick on paper because he's a Yolo guy and so we needed, and we probably could have had four thousand yards and this and that might not have made a playoffs, but it would have been exciting. Goes down first game. We got Taylor Heineke. Cool. Then we get Carson Wentz to do the same thing. He Mm -hmm. goes down, we get Taylor Heineke. Before Mm -hmm. um before um last year, who was it when Taylor Taylor Heineke?
2: Well with uh well you had the Alex Smith slash Kyle
1: Allen slash Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins all those guys being heard Um, Heineke show so it's like who knows what this offense is really capable of doing Mm -hmm. once I know we put it all in Scott Turner rightfully so but but also he's been with how many quarterbacks the whole time he's been with Washington like six or seven different quarterbacks absolutely it's hard to find continuity with one quarterback even Taylor you've had him in the system in Carolina before and in Minnesota whatever you still can't kind of figure him out yet so it's like you gotta get him some leeway there, but also I think that's why we lack offensive productivity because we can never find a QB one to mainstay the entire season. We always have to derail our game plan and and fix it on the fly, and it's so it's it's an. Well, only-
2: let me ask you this: it, 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 I mean, it's hard. This is just I'm asking for an opinion because we don't know. We can't predict these things. But when the when they were two and four, okay, and then that mm-hmm. was the. That was the Chicago win that got us mm-hmm. to two and four. Is that right? If that's I right. if I remember, mm-hmm. okay, that's when Wentz got injured and mm-hmm. injured his hand, right? Injured his finger, right? And then mm-hmm. Heineke comes in, and then they start winning a few games because they changed the offense, right? We all agree mm-hmm. yeah. that and they changed it to a I'm, game.
0: I'm I'm checking on right now Stoner because I was interested. And by the way, he did injure his hand in the Tennessee game, played injured against the Bears, and then they got he- it made it worse. Yep, pulled it up. Okay. Out. So, so the uh, so the Tennessee game, I have it pulled up here. They ran the ball only seventeen times. Five of those were credited to Carson Wentz, but he did have he had a good passing day. Twenty five for thirty eight, good for sixty seven right there. Three hundred fifty nine yards, wow. two touchdowns, the one interception. So I mean, that game three hundred fifty nine yards run, but the run wasn't working that game, guys. they, they right,
2: that's what I'm saying. A half yards again,
0: and we didn't have B Rob either then. You did have B Rob. B Rob ran was, nine times for twenty-two yards. B Rob coming back, you know. Second yeah. Or second so we didn't have first, B Rob this first game. Yeah.
2: Okay, but so that's what I'm saying. So after that, when he goes out yeah. and Heineke comes in, and they change the offense, yeah. they said we can't have Taylor Heineke going back there and throwing the ball forty times like Wentz does. We can't mm-hmm. have him getting sacked and pressured. We don't have the offensive line. They changed the game plan. They said, we're going to run the ball up and down the field no matter what. Would they have changed the offense if Wentz did not get hurt and he still would have been in there? Would they have changed it to this run-heavy offense, or would they have just continued to throw as much as they were with Carson Wentz?
1: I think they might would have changed it because they might have would have said, hey, how did you do it in Indy? Because had, he had Jonathan Taylor in Indy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had a run game in Indy. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think that adding our, our, our wide receivers weaponry to our run game, I think they could have done that for sure. They probably definitely could have, especially to see how B-Rob was progressing each game and each week in practice and stuff and taking over that RB1 spot. Mm-hmm. I think that they would have catered to that that heavy the heavier run game maybe not as full as it is now, yeah. but definitely way more than seventeen times and like the I mean if you look key. at
0: the Bears game the last game he played now granted again we talked about him playing injured but it was twenty eight rushes to twenty two pass attempts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that was I mean Carson Wentz did not have a great game that was twelve for 22, 99 yards mm-hmm. uh, no touchdowns nine no any and yeah. Was it very cold trash. that game? Wasn't like the first cold game
1: we played or something like that. It was. I I, know, there was,
0: was something cold. about the weather that I remember at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, it, was it was rainy. It, it was a good. Thursday night. It, it wasn't cold. It was a bad weather game, or at least it was not a great uh, right. weather game. And you know, I mean, even even uh, Terry McLaurin fumbled this game. So I mean, there's something going on with that with that particular game. I don't remember right now, but they were starting that run happy offense mm-hmm. I, the- I, I, okay I I do think that Scott Turner would be tempted to use Carson Wentz's arm more than Taylor Heineke's and kind of call differently they would still I think be run first because that's their identity that's I think that's going to be their identity regardless of if you put Sam Howell in there well it's going to be run first. You put Aaron Rodgers back there. It's going to be run first because – Well,
2: it's that- kind of my question though. Did they do it out of necessity or did they do it because they said this needs to be our identity? Did they I- do it because of the necessity of Taylor Heineke being in there? Or did they do it because they said this is what's going to win us ballgames? I'm, is- I'm trying to say it's through. not the
0: QB that made it a necessity. I think it's more line. so the line that okay. makes it a necessity.
2: I, I believe, I I truly I believe that had they changed the offense to do what it is doing now and having these two tight end sets, three tight end sets, running the ball 40 times, 50 times, and you had Carson Wentz, yeah. we'd have a totally different outlook on the mm-hmm. possibilities of this team. And, he do, and because he's going to be doing more. They're going to mm-hmm. go out there. I believe they would go out there and they would blow Houston out.
1: Yeah. Because they would run sure. the ball
2: and he would make bigger plays mm-hmm. and all of this.
1: Yes. He'd but I mean, the there's league. obviously
2: no way of knowing that. And right now you just have to continue it with Heineke. It's just one of those things that baffles me about uh why it took them so long then to figure this out that this is what the team is all about. It took them way too long.
1: I don't know if they really if it took them that long to figure it out. I think they kind of knew that we would have some sort of running game, but we also wanted to put the ball in the air because we have Scary Terry, because we have Curtis Samuel, because we drafted Jahan Dotson. I don't think we drafted these guys and 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 got all this offensive weaponry in the offseason just to be a run heavy offense. Um but I do think they had an idea that we could do that because of Gibby and B Rob. But I do think that Carson in there with Gibby and B Rob in the running game now, he'd make better reads. Play action would be better effective, would be more effective, I think. Um you probably would and I don't understand, but I, f- I feel like they would scheme RPOs more with Carson Wentz than mm. they did with Taylor Heineke when they should do with Taylor Heineke because he can run too. Do you mm. Do you
0: guys remember that uh, that it was a goal line situation at the five yard line and they had Carson Wentz on a designed run to the mm. outside and how mm-hmm. he he looked like thirty eight year old Big Ben out there yeah. <laughs> or right. like Tom yeah. Brady trying to get to the sideline. He was not yeah. out running anybody.
2: It's tough. So why is that, Trev? Why are they not calling these these run options for Heineke?
1: Because he doesn't take care of the ball very well, when he's under pressure. He that's a he when I mean he gets when he gets sacked, he it's it's almost a fumble every time. Um, and then wow. he's so small, and mm-hmm. we don't want to put him in harm's way because our backup is Sam Howell, and then a and then the injured Carson Wentz. That's probably why they're not scheming him for that. But I would like to see at least four, like four to five a game. I would too. I'm, I mean, that's all we're asking. Just just call four or five designated ones to him. And not to piggyback on the Giants game, but to to Scott Turner play on quarterback play. We put ourselves in position and then it's like we forget how to call a play mm. to take advantage of that position. The Curtis Samuel run. Why are we why after that, why are we designing runs to the outside? Why? Mm. You just pound up the middle. We were three yards away from field goal range. Well, to be fair, Brian Robinson had a first
0: down on an outside run and he cut it back in and got Mm -hmm. tackled short. That was one. that was on the drive that we had a potential after the big Curtis uh, run, which was also to the outside the uh, that we had the chance to potentially seal the game. And if he runs to the outside, that is another difference maker. And one of the few mistakes I think he ended up making uh, that game, Brian Robinson, Taylor Heinke has done a better job protecting the ball as of late. Now, Partly that's dropped interception or fumbles that have kind of bounced our way.
1: Yes. Okay. So,
0: but I mean, and, and this is one of the things that I've been praising him is that he seems to start, he's been making smarter plays. We're not scrambling him out. We're not, you know, rolling him out rather, or, or we're not uh, using his legs, but he is making smarter plays. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're keeping him in. and Carson Wentz, I Trev, I'm 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 kind of with you. I want to see him back in there because I want to see this offense be as explosive as I I think it can be on paper. But he's got to show the coaches and everybody in in practice. I, he's got he's got to be clearly above Taylor Heineke in yeah. practice for them to switch off the guy who's
1: currently what six one and one. I think he has, bro. I think he has shown it because he's been throwing the football for a while now. But he didn't he, even practice
2: last he, week because well, he, was he was sick. sick. Oh. Yeah,
1: but, and I think he's. I think that, that they don't. Good? They don't need. He doesn't need to show that much in practice. I think he, it's Carson Wentz. It's just a broken finger. They're just riding with Heineken because we're winning, and it's it's a. They want to kill the momentum, and and you don't want to just take the man's job from him because we're he's right. responsible for six wins. You could
2: have. I think you could have Carson Wentz in practice, just lighten it up, just killing everybody, and just zipping the you're still going to roll with Heineke as long as he continues to win, and as long as the players are behind him. Once he starts, you know, not winning and not playing well while they're not winning, then he's going to continue. Until then, then they'll make that switch. But I think it's too late this year, anyway. I think it's too late. You can't bring Carson Wentz in, and week fifteen or sixteen. When he hasn't played in two and a half months, you can't do it. I just don't see that happening.
1: So we lose on Sunday night. You don't bring Carson Wentz in?
2: Well, it depends. It depends on how Heineke plays. If he lights it up and they lose 37-35, then, then why would you switch it out if he led your he team to 35 points? And you you're definitely not.
1: You well, know. because you didn't get the win. And Ron said the reason why he's keeping Taylor Heineke is winning. Right. The
2: reason he's saying that is because he's not playing really well. So he yeah. uses the winning thing. <laughs> yeah. So if they're so, losing, but he's playing well, and they ask if they're going to stick with him, and he says yes, and they say why, he's going to say, he just put up 380 with four touchdowns and no picks. And still lost. We lost the game, but it wasn't on him. That was on the defense. So offensively, we scored 35 points. That's the place up. They're, not, they're, they're just That's not going to do it. Tough. It has to be – a catastrophic performance at least once and possibly twice in a row
1: he's had a plenty of those this year but the defense has bailed him out That's Defense right. has been doing right. an absolute job Absolutely.
0: Now, here's my question back to stoner on this one you, you said you it's too late in the season you can't come back you're yeah, are, so are so ignoring
1: this was like
0: are we ignoring history here i mean carson wentz himself Went out and the Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, a guy who hadn't played in months. You know, he's the backup, but no, but that's out of necessity. Doug Williams, uh, also coming in wins the Super Bowl. I I just don't necessarily buy that. Oh, you can't go back to him now. You absolutely can't, but he's got to show you in practice that he's the guy.
2: This is what we keep forgetting. He's the guy, he doesn't have. (laughs) he doesn't have that equity built up from you know a year, two years, three years, four years, five years with this team with these coaches to be able to say well, we're just going to put him back in there because we know who he is. They don't those six games that he was in there, they still hadn't figured out what was going on. He had a good quarter here, a good half here, a, another solid quarter there, but he didn't you weren't sitting there going well Carson Wentz is the quarterback for the next three or four years. We were sitting there going, oh, boy, we got to go find another quarterback again next year.
1: Our defense was pretty bad at that during that time. We were a completely different team at that time, if you think Absolutely. About it. a completely different team.
2: Right. But you just haven't built up that equity with him yet. So uh, that's why I don't I think we can go the back to, to
0: the. the uh,
1: so it's to probably the too late. I don't know if it's too late. I think we bring him back one more year. <laughs> I don't want that. I bet you we do, vet minimum.
0: Uh, we don't draft oh, anybody. We got Sam
1: Howell. We're not trading for a quarterback. You gotta, you, you gotta come here. If
0: if, if Wentz is still on this team next year, it's because they cut him and then re-signed him. Okay. Because they're, yeah, not, not,
1: they're not. not. not paying him minimum. twenty plus million. Oh, okay, that's fine. But he's gonna be QB one for the Commanders next year.
0: He might sign a. He might cut him, sign him to one year deal. But that's all the way in the future. We're not even bringing up uh, how howlers will come after us with no. our particular take with that situation uh, yeah, let's let's know. move away from the qb and some and and we're, we're getting on the expectation part but let's go ahead and give out some some bi-week trophies if all you will. right who I'm has wise. been we'll start with the offense as we've been trashing them over the last 20 plus minutes here who has been your offensive MVP for Ooh. washington commanders so far this season
2: there's only uh, one right answer so don't don't try and be you know, in or up, uh, but... I'm going to go off the beaten path here and and name somebody. Just I one. Gotta run up. Who
1: is it? Well,
2: Everybody knows it's Terry McLaurin, and it's not even yeah. close.
0: Does have 70% of the votes on our community page out of 570. Now these were just put up, you know, just uh earlier today, so those will probably numbers will probably go up there. But it seems to be everyone right. has uh Terry's back on that.
2: Try to convince me otherwise. You can't. Okay.
1: Well, I'll, uh, Trev, do you have a different answer? Maybe not MVP, but he's con- he's in, he's a nominee for it, but didn't have to win. Curtis Samuel. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really think that because of what we what he g- gave us last year, which was nothing to <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. It looks like we just got him this past year. It, looks, it doesn't even look like we've had him for two years already. And I think he's, he's come up clutch. He Mm -hmm. he picks up first downs. He makes people miss. He's a good yak guy. He stays in motion. Like he's just performing up to, you know, I I would
0: give him most improved player for the commanders. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's got, he got 3% of the votes on our offensive MVP poll here. Uh, D1 David, by the way, said y'all trip it. Terry, easy without a doubt, y'all. Trip and Terry is the best one on our team. Without Terry McLaurin, Taylor would be nothing. So Cornelius, Lucas. Cornelius Lucas, Maybe there.
2: Cornelius Lucas, no one, from uh, no on
0: the offensive line. Maybe My,
2: Chase Rouye, because once he went out, then then all hell broke loose. On I that forgot he even line. played.
1: For, I forgot he even played for us before yeah, he went play. out again. Uh,
0: the uh, Terry seems to be the choice in our comment section. Um, Roger. I was saying most improved for offense. Derek Forrest's yeah. Defoe is definitely probably getting that on the. On
1: no, the no, team. no. It's most Kendall, improved. Kendall Fuller is the most improved defensive player we I have. Saint Jude's gonna you know,
0: be uh,
2: most improved. Saint
0: Jude's. Yeah. That is a good option too. Right. Brian, back to the <laughs> offense because I didn't give my opinion here, and I am on gonna. I pointed. am gonna. Even though I got the man oh. signed jersey behind me, I'm gonna go with Brian Robinson here. Terry is by far the best player okay you're
2: saying he's the most valuable player
0: yeah that's what mvp is yeah most valuable player is brian robinson why terry McLaurin is the best player and a lot of uh, we've gotten away from the mvp Mm -hmm. being the actual most valuable player and we're just putting the mvp as the best player you want to if you want to ask me who the best offensive player on this team is it's terry McLaurin. But if you're asking me who the most valuable offensive player is on this team, it's Brian Robinson. This season mm-hmm. turns around with the addition of Brian Robinson and Brian Robinson running for 15-plus yar- uh, uh, carries a game. Did you guys not see the stat on the television this week against the Giants? He, We are undefeated when that man rushes for 14 or more carries okay? Undefeated. We did not lose this last game because he did have more than uh, 14 <laughs> carries, but we didn't lose, so we're still undefeated with him running 14 or more carries. That, to me, is the MVP. We've won games with Tara McLaurin getting 50 yards on, like, four catches, mm-hmm. okay? We do not win games without Brian Robinson absolutely trucking over people Ooh. so that's why he's my mvp most valuable player okay on so what you're doing what you're doing
2: is what you're doing is using the words <laughs> most valuable player and using them literally but you know that's not how the mvp works
1: that's how it's supposed to work
2: Well, right but it doesn't you can say it's supposed to all you want it's it just doesn't work that way like <laughs> Juan Soto won a gold glove when he was rated as like the third worst outfielder in the major leagues last year. Okay. That's the, you give the MVP award (laughs) to the best player. Okay. Right. Who won MVP last year? Super cup was, um, was uh, Aaron Rodgers. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they didn't even get out of the first round or they got, maybe they got out of the first round. I don't know. He was definitely not, the most valuable player. He was the best player.
1: so He's the most valuable player, bro. It's Aaron Rodgers on his team. Right, but he's he's, Aaron Rodgers
0: and the Packers are not a good team. Yeah, so he's... If Brian Brian Robinson doesn't come back from being shot, Mm -hmm. this team is probably not the same team we're looking for. Okay, right.
2: I'm, I'm I'm not disagreeing with the most valuable part. I'm just saying that that's not how they... Usually, rule these things, right? Most valuable player is the best player on the team,
0: and that's Taylor. And that's Taylor, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin <laughs> is is by far the best because offensive player. Then Not you could the most say valuable, but the best player,
2: right? Then you could say like like I was saying before, maybe Chase Rouye is the most valuable because ever since he went out offensive line went to shambles
0: no, he is no. he is by far the most valuable offensive uh lineman
2: yeah. the team has but, but i get it but I, i'm good with all that.
0: this this is a, a good question here from gus bus and trev put this up earlier and putting it back do we win any of the next four games without terry in the lineup no
1: you want I mean,
0: to know why no we don't
2: but they, who's, and taylor, they're going who,
0: who's
1: taylor gonna throw to think about it probably john dotson I mean, he's Maybe. got Samuel. He's got Docson. I mean, he, he threw to Cam Sims last game. So, I mean, who knows who the heck he would throw it to. He's it would be interesting to see next.
0: who he – who he, No, we don't. Know, Foot injury. You know, he focuses so much on Terry McLaurin. We've yeah. seen, we've seen oh, the bad. targets go up. Yeah. And so it would be interesting to see if, if Terry McLaurin had to sit out a of game, who Taylor Heineke is targeting that heavily. But I do believe that they can win a game And they right, right. I in agree. the next four, sure. without Terry McLaurin, because what they'll end up doing is riding Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, you know, through to a victory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's what I, I I feel like. Again, Terry, right there, the best, the best offensive play, probably the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. But that might be a, a little bit. Uh, no, after no. anyway.
2: now you went too far, Nathan. That's yeah. not too far. Let's me.
0: Let's go to our defensive MVP
1: up to this point.
0: Jonathan there,
1: That's Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. They both they're co MVP. Give me one or the other. Deron Allen. Jonathan <laughs> Payne. <laughs>
2: there you go.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, mean seriously, you can't I mean they're both in one. I'm sorry, but they're both they they're hand in hand, man. They are.
2: I mean, John John Allen you just watch that guy just play after play after play after play and remember
1: he injured his groin there for a minute yeah yeah i think john allen is
2: is by far the mvp of the defense he just and in pain i'm not slighting pain pain has been incredible but jonathan allen has just been doing it from the beginning of the year and he's just abusing guys and those poor defensive linemen man they They'll just beat the uh offensive lineman in a half a second, but the running plays go in the other direction.
1: I'm gonna have no effect. Let's just remind the Ryan Kerrigan.
0: <laughs>
1: he got that defensive <laughs> I line. player. I said player.
0: I think you give, you give credit to uh, to coach Z there, yeah, rather than uh than Kerrigan, though I appreciate yeah. having Kerrigan on there. Um the way. By, by the way, I'm just gonna address this real quick. Sean, Sean, we got we got Brian Robinson back in week five. They were one and three. They did not get rolling before B, B. If you're talking even just to getting into a groove, he had he had like 22 carries and a touchdown against the Bears. So I, yeah. I, I, I would pump the brakes a little Bears. bit on some, uh, some of that B. Rob winning before B. Rob got on a groove type thing. Um, <laughs> it definitely coincided. Defensive MPP. We got we got uh, Jonathan Allen. We got Deron Payne. That's what both of you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either one, a coin toss between the two. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, Deron Payne's winning winning this one in our community poll. Sixty percent of the people to thirty four percent for Jonathan Allen. Wow, that's just recency effect. I I definitely think it's recency bias uh, yeah. bias because you're hearing a lot of Payne's name and Payne has ha- been having an absolute amazing season. Mm -hmm. We are definitely team paying the man pay the man, Mm -hmm. right? You got to do it. So here's the thing, Jonathan Allen. This is, is, is the most valuable player. He is the heart of this defense. He's Mm -hmm. the leader. Mm -hmm. He's what makes it move. He also just happens to be the best defensive player we have. Mm -hmm. So it kind of coincides most valuable and best this time stoner. He's the best. Uh, Yeah. And, and so, and and you can even see this in practice on the field. Okay, so make sure in game time you can see this. Okay, mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen is the one who's getting triple teamed. Mm-hmm. Dron Payne might get double teamed. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen's getting triple teamed.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: you don't triple team a guy that's not playing at an all pro level. Okay, mm-hmm. consistently. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you see it just because you're trying to wash out a particular player. They have to put multiple bodies on Jonathan Allen every game and he's still cooking people. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's doing his job taking three people out and Deron Payne's feasting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think they do that game in and game out. They don't have games where they flash and games where you don't hear from them. Game in and game out, you're hearing those guys making plays, pressuring the quarterback, hitting the running back, um, plugging, uh, taking up two and three blockers, like you said, that allows the linebackers to make plays, all of that. I mean, Jonathan Allen is the best player on the team. He's he's the most valuable player on this team. That's mm-hmm. what I think.
0: Do you do you uh, differ in opinion, Trav?
1: Nah, dog, I'm with that. Because without Jonathan Allen, we don't have a, a defense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair. I, I I can agree with that. He is the MVP because the, the, the defense would look very different without him on the field. I did just say we can win a game without Terry on the field so I'm just happy to have both of their jerseys here Mm -hmm. signed behind me I got to get this Terry jersey in a in In a frame in a frame yeah but uh yeah great players good you know you know good good team chemistry with them and I'm glad we have both of them locked up for the foreseeable future let's get to that most improved player most improved player on the offense Trev
2: Hmm, mm. most improved. That's a
0: that's a Max That's, that's, a, no. <laughs> hmm. that's
2: int- I mean, you said it earlier, Curtis Samuel.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's, it's just Curtis, a, Curtis Samuel. Sam. We, can, yeah. we, can we can go Samuel. with that. Going from I really just don't understand why they didn't put him on IR last year and they just kept dragging it out. Uh this year, they they took the Ferrari out of the garage as Travis. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> been purring. And doing mm-hmm. it wonderful. You know, he's had that one game where he didn't even see a target, but he makes up for it. Whenever you see him on the field, he just seems to be doing something. We even saw that last year, right? That first game we actually got to see him play, he had yeah. four catches, three of them went for first downs. And it feels like he's that same player for us right now. When he touches the ball, good things tend to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I would definitely give him most improved. Mm-hmm. Most improved for the defense, we've gotten some, some people man. in there. Defo, we've gotten uh, my favorite though so far is the one that sticks it to uh, you two, and that's Jamin Davis. Most mm-hmm. improved,
2: absolutely. He's been he's turned into an NFL linebacker. Has he played at some sort of? Huge level, no, but he's turned into a serviceable every down linebacker. I think we put out the stat before that uh, weeks like uh, seven, eight, nine, something like that. His percentage of snaps was like fifty-seven percent, sixty-two percent, fifty-nine percent, sixty-eight percent, and then the last four weeks, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. So they're obviously trusting him, and now Holcomb's been out. That's kind of been out of necessity a little bit as well but he's not showing up to making the team and the defense looking bad. He's
0: also been wearing the green dot lately. Mm-hmm. He's been, he's been the guy calling the shots and that was something they they tried last year and it failed miserably and they didn't adjust to playing his style until this season. And even then the first couple of games, people were wondering, Hey, is this really going to be, you know, a bust? And then he just starts turning it on.
2: Yeah. And, and you can look at so many different guys on the defense, too, right? Because, look, last year's defense was horrible. They were a horrific defense last year, and now they're a top-10 defense in all facets. So a lot of guys got to get credit for that. Bobby McCain playing in the slot nowadays. He's been improved. Treb brought up Fuller. You just That's brought mine. up Jamin Davis. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice was hurt for half the year last year. He's hurt half the year this year. Yeah, he's missed a few (laughs) games. But he's he's played really well. Uh, So, a lot of these guys have played uh, pretty well. Montez Sweat has played better this year than he did. And, of course, he missed a bunch of games at the end of last year, too. But he's played extremely well. But I will say that for those who were not here earlier in our show, that one big reason that this defense is playing better is because of the offenses that they're playing. They're playing bad quarterbacks week after week after week. You sprinkle in into Aaron Rodgers. You sprinkle into Kirk Cousins. But, man, it's, it's really nice to be able to play the Justin Fields, Davis Mills, um, Sam Ellinger, uh, Daniel Jones, all those guys. You're going to end up playing uh, Brock Purdy. Bro, Daniel uh, Jones you know sliced this last
1: week. This last week.
2: Yeah, but he's just not a good quarterback. I understand that he does well against Washington, but he's not a good quarterback.
0: So that's a part he's, of the reason this defense. Is I, I, do, well also. I, I do like I get your point, Stoner, and I mm-hmm. agree to it to a certain extent. Okay. But they Aaron Rodgers only had his team put up twenty one points against sure. this defense. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins only put up twenty points against this yeah. defense. The and, Eagles only put up twenty four the first game and twenty one points, and that mm-hmm. is currently the number one team in the the NFL, yeah. and their offense is legit.
2: Yeah, I believe I, so, I get so, it, but so, you know Detroit scored thirty eight and and Jacksonville scored thirty something, and they since scored, then they've Jacksonville scored
0: Jacksonville scored twenty two, the Lions scored, scored? scored thirty six. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and that was before your man Cam Curl came into You're play. Right.
2: I, yeah, you're and right. And I believe that has something to do kind with kind of
0: turned it up because the most they've given up since then was the 25 points to Cooper Rush. Ugh.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy like that, right? Because, like you said, they shut down Aaron Rodgers, they shut down to an extent the Justin Jefferson Kirk Cousins combo. They shut down to a certain extent Derrick Henry. They shut down Barkley. They shut down the the Jalen Hurts in that second game. So they've done a really good job of shutting down these weapons, uh, but it's just that these a lot of these quarterbacks have just not been able to overcome those guys they've shut down. They shut down Jonathan Taylor, right? But they didn't have Sam – I mean, they had Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, however you say his name, to kind of pick it up after that as well, so –
0: Yeah, Sean calling out the uh, Phillies scored 14. Their defense scored that uh, that additional touchdown. I'm also going to give a little shout-out here to the Bears' offense, who we held to seven points. Now, granted, we mentioned the the weather (laughs) playing a factor there. Yeah. Um, The next few games after the the Commanders, by the way, the very next week was 33 points in a victory against the Patriots. Then it was 29 points, 32 points, 30 points, 24 points. Like, that offense was cooking – immediately after playing Washington. Even beforehand, they had 22 points in the the game before. So that's another offense I feel like Washington, when you look back on the season, Washington's defense had a good game against. And so, yes, I agree. They're not Mm -hmm. playing the elite quarterbacks day in and day out. That's going to be something we're going to have to see in the playoffs, whether or not they can do that against a playoff quarterback. I know what you're doing. But... (laughs) that's a topic for the cool down yes of course uh so when we talk uh during the cool down it's going to be whether or not washington is going to make the playoffs what do they have to do all that's coming up here on the cool down
1: the cool down is brought
0: to you by manscaped ever since my nathan started using their products i can't cool down Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code
1: REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.